0: Now for something completely different.
1: Welcome to Shout Out, out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali
2: Shilton. Today on the show, let's get slapstick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You, you, you the ball the- right there. <laughs> keep going, keep going uh, Andy Yes, <laughs> we talked to Katharine about the Slapstick <laughs> Festival uh, and her journey into performing And we're talking about the Queries Festival as well uh, Plus the hottest topic in the news right now or
2: today, right here on Shoutout
3: Bum 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 bum
4: bum
5: bum. I tried. I tried yeah. to have gusto.
1: Sorry, that's okay. your, your microphone is down. Low.
5: Yeah, I know. Ooh. Oh! What's oh. Oh, happening? I think it might be somebody's birthday. Listen. Happy, <laughs> <to you. laughs>
0: Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday Happy birthday <laughs> Yeah!
5: That's right, listeners. Andy's
1: it's Andy's it. twenty-first birthday today. Uh, Twenty-one again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Twenty-one again.
5: That was another curved ball. As Stephie, was a, a, it was totally
1: threw me to of a show. It
5: didn't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't mean any of the lines on the script
5: whatsoever.
1: It adds a bit
2: of excitement to the show. Uh,
5: Something like that.
3: Flying so, by the seat of our leather pants. And that. <laughs>
5: that's,
2: that's what the creaking is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, well, keep you warm. It's a bit chilly today, mm. ain't yeah, it? It was. Yeah, leather no, is awesome. quite warming. Rubber is quite
3: cooling, though, in the cold. So I'm
5: told. The, I did not, ah. did not know that. Hot in the sunshine.
2: Did not know that fact. Right there he on went your, your
5: rubber. Rubber era, didn't you? What? 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 Yeah,
2: rubber ducks in the bath. Right, okay. <laughs> that was the yes. closest thing I ever got. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'm
3: sure you could get a rubber
2: duck Your
5: costume. Safe and now it. it's
1: plastic with the incontinence pants, isn't <laughs> it, Steph? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's true. Uh, at <laughs> least 21. Steffi's uh, actually, older than Actually, they've, they've
2: a got a lot year better. For you. Yeah. It is a special year for me, yeah. yeah. Twice, yeah. I've yeah. got two zeros. I'm 20 years old and 70. Mm-hmm.
5: Tell the listeners what, what you mean by that. Because you're not too. P- well, one, one means she's
2: old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on July the seventeenth, really, this year will be twenty years ago since I transitioned. Yeah. Mm. And on twenty fifth of July, I'm seventy. Yeah,
5: mm. yeah, yeah. Twenty and seventy. Are you doing anything special? Driving buses, maybe?
2: Um, I've oh. been offered a drive of a Rootmaster, the old 60s mm-hmm. version. Oh, I'm, um, lovely. Um, I'm going off-road driving with Land Rover yeah. with my two boys.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and me and you are going to London and at the Shard Op-shard. for a cream tea. That is a bucket
1: list item right there of
2: the oh, Shard. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: we went to Mugshots. Did, Did you? If have never been to Mugshots here in Bristol, highly recommend it, especially if you like your steak. So it's cooking on off And now
5: hot you can stone. cook it at home
1: because of your lovely Yes, Yeah, husband. my husband bought me one. Aww. Um, Aww. I'm, I'm, I'm Not a steak, f- listeners. no. Not the, the one the hot steak rock, wrapped you know. up. <laughs> Not that it will stop us going to Mugshot Steak because it's absolutely brilliant. Where
5: like is Mugshot?
1: Saint um, Nicholas's Market. Ah, yes. commonly referred to right yeah. opposite Vokarev's.
5: Oh yes, wonderful. So okay. it's, it's quite
1: unassuming on the outside; you wouldn't really know it, no. it's there. But um, they book up like a month in advance. Mm. So um, if you are going to go, do do um, okay. do book early. It's yeah. really good. We haven't been in yeah. a few months. We walked through the door and the guy still remembered me. I was really impressed. Well,
5: you're quite awesome. memorable. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Anyway,
1: um,
0: <laughs> so, so that we
1: have plenty of time left at the end of the show i'm gonna move straight on in because we've got a huge discussion coming later about um a lot that's gone on in the news uh, yeah. this week but Not before has. we get to that Not um has. queer east festival it is and uh, it is huge
2: it was bigger than i thought i thought it was just around um throughout london but it's going to be across the country from autumn so listen to this chat Well, festivals are abounding currently, and of course, we'll be coming into Pride season soon right across the the country and the rest of the planet. One of the festivals just uh, starting up, Queer East Festival 2023, and I'm with the festival's director, Yi Wang. Yi, welcome to Shout Out.
4: Hi, hello, thanks for having me.
2: You're very welcome. Uh, just tell us a bit about the festival, w- what it is, um, um, where it is, and uh, what's songs, and how inclusive it is.
4: Yeah, so uh, Queer East is a cross-disciplinary festival that showcases queer cinema and live arts and movie image work from East and Southeast Asia and its diaspora community. And our fourth edition will take place from 18th of April, next Tuesday, uh, in cinemas across London and showcasing over 50 uh, titles uh, from over se- uh, 17 countries across East and Southeast Asia and beyond.
2: Wow, that's some audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is there anything physical going on where people can accumulate and go and enjoy themselves?
4: Yeah, so I mean, the festival is taking uh, place in physical setting all over London. So we worked with over eight venues in London, from leading uh, cultural institutions like Barbican Centre, BFI Southbank, to leading independent cinemas like prince Charles cinema in soho london and genesis cinemas um and we also feature two dance productions uh for the first time this year which will take place at the place theater
2: wow that is huge <laughs> that is, <big>. it is? <laughs> yeah <laughs> how have you found we that? are growing <laughs> how have you found holding that together because that's a lot of responsibility right there
4: Yeah, I mean, I have to say that uh, the festival is growing fast um, beyond my imagination in a way. We started during pandemic, so we are like a pandemic baby. And it was the original idea was just a small season, five screenings in one cinema. But uh, during the pandemic, we did a lot of uh, online screenings. And um, through, like, the virtual space, we got engaged um, with a lot of audience across London and even, like, uh, UK-wide. And the support and positive feedback just, like, overwhelmed. And a lot of cinemas, uh, venues, they want to work with us. And so then the festival just became, like, this big, like, um 10 venues and then across two weeks and yeah it is a great responsibility but I'm really excited that uh we are doing something different uh here and be able to showcase these uh great uh queer cinema from um east and Southeast Asia so that people may not get a chance to see before.
2: Now, how did you get involved? I mean, th- did everyone take a step back and you were left in front of the queue or did you actually volunteer to do all this work?
4: <laughs> um, I think it is also quite uh, an interesting um, uh, twist uh, for, for me. Uh, I was actually um, not doing anything related to film or film festival before Queer East. Uh, I was mainly working in uh, theater productions and theater touring. So that was kind of like my main jobs pays the bill before pandemic. Um, but I always had this idea of um, as an uh, Asian immigrant to London, I always feel that uh, it's quite difficult to see uh, queer cinemas related to my own culture and my heritage. And um Then I kind of have this idea of, like, if nobody's going to show them, why don't myself just put on a festival that showcases these films? I feel um, important and I feel deserve to be seen by the public. So in a way, Queer is starting from a very selfish reason that I want to see these films and I want to share these films with other people.
2: And I'm sure it's going to be really successful because it sounds so really, really exciting. Now, what have you got planned going forward? Is there anything more exciting for next year? Are you going to be back each year?
4: Yeah, so I think um, at the moment, uh, we what we are doing is we will have these 2 weeks festivals in London. And then later in the year, probably pretty much from autumn, then the festival will tour to different uk cities at the moment we already have 10 cities confirmed uh, which we will bring some of the festival highlights to uh, cities like manchester sheffield leeds edinburgh glasgow and share them with a wider public and we are also in conversation with different uh, cultural venues organizations in doing something more like Spatial pop-up events uh across the year and yeah and then we will see what's happening next year but i am sure we will be yeah
2: that is so exciting i'm really looking forward to that i mean to encompass to start off in london i mean people don't mind traveling for good quality festivals and yours is right in the list of one of those but to go around the uk as well i think is brilliant absolutely brilliant now, give us some um, website addresses, social medias, because obviously people will want to keep up. And if you are visiting their city or one close to them, they need to know when and keep tabs on you, Yi Wang.
4: <laughs> yes. So uh, for the information about Queer East, you can uh, just type in queereast.org.uk. So that's quereas torguk and we are on all social medias, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at uh, Queer East. Yi Wang,
2: thank you for joining us on Shout Out and um, Break a Leg.
4: Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing some of you at the festival.
2: Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> thank you. Thank Yi.
4: you. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast.
1: That's, uh, I think you pronounce it Zell. X E L L E. Zell. Yeah, the I song, reckon. Song's called Queen.
5: Yeah. Brilliant. Love
1: it. Yeah. We were bopping along to it, weren't we, Alice? Oh, yeah. So I got the impression you knew that one
5: that's, Um, I yeah well do you know what I was singing along so I, I don't know if this is like one of the catchiest songs I've ever heard or if I have actually heard it before <laughs> or both <laughs> but I absolutely loved it and um, that's a cool name Zell
1: Zell yeah, yeah. it's an serious. album from a little while ago actually i, I yeah, right you do some bring some bangers so. on though. Yeah, I say it every time when people ask, you know, where do you get them from? It's like when I've got the TV on or something, if I hear hear something I like, I just get Shazam, shazam out and, <laughs> and It works really well. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, shall we get some new headlines? Oh, right, Why then.
3: not?
5: This is Shoutout News on Thursday 13th of April.
3: LGBTQIA plus people, human rights campaigners and anti-fascists have united in paying tribute to transgender pioneer and survivor of Italian fascism, Lucy Solani, who was passed on to the realm of our LGBT plus ancestors at the age of 98. Lucy was conscripted into the fascist army of Italian dictator Benito Mussolini in August 1943. She repeatedly escaped and helped other anti-fascists but by 1944 northern Italy was directly under the rule of the German Nazi state and she was deported to the infamous Dachau death camp made to wear the red triangle of political prisoners. Amazingly Lucy survived a mass shooting by the Nazis and was found alive by the Americans who liberated the death camp on the 29th of April 1945 just a week before the final defeat of the fascist powers and the end of the European War. After the horrors of the war, Lucy worked in the textiles industry, but travelled extensively and visited the trans scene in Paris, which was thriving with a newly found gay abandon after the nightmare of the fascist occupation. During the 1980s, Lucy spent a spell in London and had gender affirmation surgery. She returned home to her home city, Bologna, where she cared for her parents, and she spent the rest of her own life there, speaking out occasionally on anti-fascism and making explicit the links between the movement against dictatorship and for lgbtq freedom in january 2018 she was invited to take part in a demonstration organized by lgbt rights associations for the international holocaust remembrance day on that occasion she said i find it impossible to forget or forgive some nights i still dream the most horrendous things i saw and i feel like i'm still trapped there so i want to know people to know what happened in those concentration camps so that it never happens
0: again
5: Matt Weaver at the University of Portsmouth writes in the Academic News Journal the conversation about the artistry of the late Paul O'Grady and how he built on a long tradition of drag in British theatre to put LGBTQI plus experiences centre stage and win over the love of the British public. Matt writes, Drag is not only a unique display of artistry and a political standpoint, one of its primary functions has always been that of entertainment. Lily represented this profoundly and it's important that the wider British public acknowledge drag performances popular past, particularly in uncertain times of shifting cultural attitudes towards drag artists and LGBTQ plus communities. O'Grady's dedication to media and charity work, as well as his contribution to the mainstream representation of LGBTQ plus people and drag artists, will undoubtedly affect both heterosexual audiences and those who attended his shows, sharing a drink with Lily at a gay bar. Crucially, he will be remembered by those who saw themselves represented on mainstream television at a time when queerness was still demonized
3: engineer robert metcalfe who helped develop what would become the internet in the 1970s has been awarded for the association of computer machiners turing prize which is named after the famous gay mathematician alan turing metcalfe's prize was for his work in the development of ethernet which is now an industry standard wire technology
5: (laughs) Catherine Dodds, writing in The Guardian, warns that anti-abortion extremists, often bankrolled with money from right-wing US conservatives, are increasing their agitation in the United Kingdom despite the fact that the overwhelming majority of British people support abortion rights. The fact that US Christian rights and anti-abortion groups are establishing bases in the UK means that the issue of abortion and related sexual and reproductive rights will become increasingly contested in public debate and at a political level, even when there is a broad social acceptance for the UK abortion model, says Neil Datta, Executive Director of the European Parliamentary Forum for Sexual and Reproductive Health. The Guardian article names several of the key figures in the right-wing anti-abortion movement. You can find a link to it on our website.
3: Pink News reports that hundreds of people from the LGBT plus communities rallied outside the Kentucky House of Representatives as it debated one of the most ferocious right-wing bills aimed at cutting health care for transgender people. Senate Bill 150 has been described by activists as the most oppressive anti-trans law in the United States, banning all-gender-affirming medical care for trans people under the age of 18 and requiring doctors to detransition young people in current care. Activists stormed the chamber and were arrested during the debate. But they earned the support of at least one elected representative, with Pamela Stevenson saying, first you hated black people, then you hated Jews, now you're hating everybody. So the question is, when it's the only people left, will you hate yourselves?
5: As has been reported on Shoutout before, some scientific evidence suggests that there is a correlation between transgender identity and autism. But as neurodiverse conditions such as autism join with the disability activist movement in campaigning against prejudice, so people with autism are speaking out against transphobic attempts to use neurodiversity to deny gender-affirming healthcare to young people. In the state's the largest network for autistic people called the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network says ASAN strongly believes that all transgender people should have access to gender-affirming care and is deeply troubled by any use of autism as a justification for transphobic efforts that would create barriers to care. A bill that has passed the Georgia House of Senate and will likely be signed into law, SB140, cites the fact that transgender people are more likely to be autistic or to have other developmental disabilities as a reason to ban gender-affirming care for all minors. In its first section, the bill includes a line gender dysphoria is often comorbid with other mental health and developmental conditions, including autism spectrum disorder. This is cited as a justification to prohibit certain types of gender-affirming care for people under the age of 18. LGBTQI plus advocates have asked anyone living in Georgia to urge Governor Kemp to veto the bill. Georgia Equality has provided an online tool to do so. Well, that's
3: it for this week's news. We've just started re-uploading stories to our website, so do go and visit us at shoutoutradio.lgbt. And you can also do a google search other search engines are available and find many news feeds podcasts and audio stations available you'll get a choice of dozens
5: for shout out news this has been ezra peregrine and terry star shout out news national and international lgbt news for you
4: Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out
1: Podcast. No intro needed for that one. There's S Club oh, 7. What a rich.
5: joy that song is.
1: Yeah, Had to get had to get one in yeah, this week. Um, I'm, I'm sure words. most people will remember that one. Sally, Absolutely. Paul, Catamol uh, passed away. Um, was it earlier this week? Earlier earlier last, this week. week? Last, yeah, week. last Yeah, last Thursday, Thursday,
0: Thursday. night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yes, um, and um, our mm. thoughts are with his family and friends. It must be a very difficult time, mm. and you know. And the fans, certain. I know,
1: are gutted because. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether the rest will carry on, but they were due to do a yeah. kind of comeback tour, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, were. You know, people people my age that remember dancing to that in the clubs in our yes. teens and early twenties. Yeah. I was kind of, you know, really looking forward to it.
5: So. They were one of the first albums I ever bought, and I had all of them on tape on tape, yeah, and really well written
3: pop songs, they're really good slabs of pure pop genius
5: and they all seemed really lovely and and, and, you know, all very unique individuals, so Mm. yeah
3: anyway, from
2: that to slapstick let's do it, I believe Terry, what does slapstick mean?
5: well apparently
3: it comes from the 19th century, early 19th century music halls where you'd have entertainment and variety on show, and if I was going to punch somebody in the sort of like manner of what we now call slapstick so so i was going to put a fist towards ez's face for example (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) for example oops never stops in time (laughs) and what i do is i'd have by my leg a stick which was called a slap stick and it was a piece of board with a sort of rivet and another piece of board on it and as you slapped it against your the the back of your calves it would make a really loud bang and that would be Ah. how you got the noise of a punch and that was a slapstick apparently oh. that was uh, a yeah, bbc documentary i watched yeah very interesting
2: you learn something new every day yeah and now we're about to go to the slapstick festival yeah i don't know about you our precious listeners what slapstick means to you but people of a certain age like myself slapstick to me is custard pies now i've got um cat lions with me and the slapstick festival um, started earlier in the year and is can be seen um, right across the country, but specifically there's a special one coming up that Cat is involved in. Now, what is slapstick festival? Kat? It can't just be throwing custard
0: pies.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, although I would be disappointed if custard pies did <laughs> feature at least somewhere in it every year. It's um it's an annual festival in Bristol. Um, of silent and classic screen comedy, which, like, like you said, often does feature the old custard pie and two, two men holding a sheet of glass walking across the road, you know, comedy, comedy stuff like that. But it is, um, it's wider than that, um, as well. And as you said, there's, um, there's a special day long, um, program coming up in, um, later in April, um, called Gender Rebels, which is looking at, um, how movie makers have explored and disrupted gender roles during the 20th century um, using some classic films as examples and i'm i'm fortunate enough to have been asked to um sit um on the panel discussion um with um another couple of excellent folks um malika kagode who's a performer and poet and pamela hutchkinson who is a um, film historian and we're going to be introducing a couple of those films, and we're then we're going to be chatting about um, what they mean to us, and um, how we think they're, why we think they're important, and what we think their legacy is, and sort of inviting the audience to take part in a discussion. Basically,
0: mm.
2: I think w- um, what listeners forget in the current um, climate for for trans people um, is that people have cross-dressed and performed as the opposite gender since theater began and in fact it was very popular for men to dress as the the female parts um and r- quite recently in my lifetime that is um with some like it hot which was yeah. uh, an absolute hysterical gender swap uh, <laughs> um so let's go back um cat to your childhood did you always know that you wanted to perform on theatre. You were always up for the school plays and messing around at home in front of your mum and dad.
6: Yeah, I, I got told by my mum a lot. Um, it's not the Catherine Lyons show um, <laughs> when I was uh, when I was getting a bit too performy. And, uh, yeah, now, now it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I wanted to be an actor when I was younger. Um, but I'm not actually, I'm not a very good actor. <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> no, I, but then I don't act. I'm, I'm a performer, which is a bit different. I'm no good at, um, in. Like taking another persona and making it entirely mine and making people believe that I'm someone else. But I am good at creating worlds out of words, which is what poets do. And when I perform them, um, storytelling, um, performance is slightly different from acting in that you allow the, you allow the audience that space to make the character believable rather than doing it yourself. So yeah, when I was, um, I have always wanted to do some form of performance. I did performance art at uni. Um, thought I was very transgressive, doing lots of <laughs> doing what every eighteen-year-old feminist performance artist does. Basically, thought I was doing everything new as you do when you're eighteen. Um, and yeah, now I've sort of ended up here, but um, I never, I never thought I'd be in theatre as it were, and and it's just a marvellous surprise to find that like being a poet has led me to be in theatre because actually I I love it. (laughs) Mm,
2: mm. Now, um, as far as I know, there is quite a lot of gender swapping and messing with different roles. Um, uh, Tell me a bit more about that.
6: In the in the um, the slapstick.
0: Yeah. Yes.
6: Yes. So um, it's featured, the, the day features three different films. Um, we've got um, I Don't Want to Be a Man, which is um, an early cinema sort of classic. Um, we've got um, Beverly of Graustark, which is a silent film. I think it's going to have live uh, com- live musical accompaniment. And then we've got Victor Victoria, um, which is a uh, screwball comedy just really funny and so in Victor Victoria you've got Julie Andrews starring as um, an opera singer who can't get any work as a woman so she dresses up as a man pretend um, to get work as a drag queen um, in a nightclub so you've got this we've got this like double double take of a woman pretending to be a guy that everyone thinks is a guy pretending to be a woman and that's how she that's how she gets work and of course um then there's a, a a businessman who sort of falls in love with her but like when he thinks that she's a guy and so you've got this kind of it's very Shakespearean like you said before like this sort of gender swap and double take of gender and people playing with these roles is it's absolutely bedrock of, of theater and performance mm. like, since since forever really
2: i do love that movie i do it's love
6: so it. funny isn't it it's
2: brilliant yeah. yeah 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 absolutely brilliant
6: it's so good and then you've got um you've got um in I Don't Want to Be a Man, you've got a woman who's like who's who's convinced that it's that guys have it better. So she dresses up as a guy and goes off um and and like experiences like what it's like to be treated as a man and and um and then she finds all the good bits about it and also there's some bad things about it as well. And then in um in Beverly of Groustock, it's it's, it's 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 this really it's like a farce where a an aristocrat has to pretend to be her aristocratic brother who's been kidnapped in order to claim the throne of this obscure kingdom so of course she does it by dressing up as him and everyone but like um and she has the the beautiful slicked back side parting and this the very natty suits and it's very coded and people would have understood what you know the nods were at the time but um, and then, of course, there's someone that falls in love with her, but thinks that you know she's a guy at the time, and it's 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 very funny and silly, um, and plays with these ideas of oh, you can't disrupt these these social norms, and of course, the fun comes when we do, and the playfulness comes when we do. So, yeah, it's um, but three very different films from different eras, and like, but it, interestingly exploring vaguely similar themes.
2: Mm, yeah. Now, tell me what um, you've got coming up. What is happening after you've done slapstick?
6: Um, well, I'm coming into a little bit of a lull because I've just finished my my tour for my solo show, literally like a few days ago, and now I am sort of creating the next the next project, really, um, which I'm I think. F- yeah, I'm, uh, my last one was all around sort of um, menopause and um, societal ideas of aging and gender and how people treat the aging sort of female or supposed female body. Um, And the next one, I'm hoping I'll get to dress up like a mushroom and talk about (laughs) Uh, undegurisable existences uh, and queer identities. If
2: everything that I thought was going to come out of your mouth, it wasn't mushrooms.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, sometimes you just got to look at yourself and go, you know what I want to do? I really want to dress up like a mushroom.
2: (laughs) I bet when you you thought one day I'm going to be a fungoid growth.
6: I know you're um when you go to to the careers advisor at secondary school, they don't they don't give you this as an option, but apparently uh you can get paid for it.
2: So. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, okay.
6: and as as well as that, I'm as I'm I'm Bristol City poet, so I'm writing to commission quite a lot at the moment. So I'm involved with the Bristol 650 project, which is to commemorate 650 years of Bristol becoming independent. And what that meant for the city. And there's quite a lot of mar- important markers coming up this year. So things like the Windrush arrival and the Bristol bus boycotts and stuff. Um, so I'm writing poems for that. And I'm involved in writing with different sort of community organizations, um, just as a way of exploring, um, the city's stories from a different perspective. Um, and hopefully I'll, get time to sort of hang out with my friends and chat as well um <laughs> well <do> hopefully <laughs> yeah it's, the freelance life is very busy and it's it's lyra poetry festival coming up so of course as city poet i'm gonna be i'm involved um in a couple of um in a couple of events there and i'll be going to lots of events there because it's it's an amazing thing for the city um, and I definitely, if anyone's at all interested in like poetry of any sort, there'll be something to, to spark your interest in that. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's quite, it's quite busy. Um, probably going to some festivals later in the year. Um, but haven't got any, haven't got a tour or anything coming up now because that's just come to an end. So it's going to be sort of lots of behind the scenes working on projects, lots of, um, drawing in other creatives to to get involved in it and um and lots of like appearing at little things and doing other people's work too so it's quite nice and restful the next six months believe, as well as being busy
2: okay now so you've got you seem to be have um ha- have a packed life so <laughs> tell us what your socials are so people can follow you and what the website is for slapstick
6: yeah. So, um, my socials, I'm, um, www.catlions.co.uk. That's K-A-T-L-Y-O-N-S.co.uk. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as words and weeds, which is all one word. And then on Twitter as words and weeds with an underscore between, um, the words. And then slapstick festival, you can find, um, on the internet at slapstick.org.uk um, and you can find out all about those films and what's going on and how to get tickets there and it should be a really good should be a really good event
2: Cat Lyons thank you for talking to us at Tank. thank
6: you for having me on
1: shout out
4: LGBT radio for you the Shout Out Podcast.
2: For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online
1: at shoutoutradio.lgbt Shout Out.
4: LGBT radio for you.
1: Thank you, Matthew. So that was a um, Megan Trainer and mother as yes. his current favourite yeah.
3: with a bit of a sample it of Mr Sandman wasn't yeah there? it was actually
2: which is yeah. exactly
5: what I started to sing because Steph was going what does this sound like <laughs> Mr Sandman she's like yeah Bring that's it." bum bum I'm, I'm a bit obsessed with Meghan Trainor I pushed her on my mother that sounded weird as in I bought my mum her album for her birthday It's like mum listen to this it's so good yeah. she's mm-hmm. good yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely,
0: absolutely I like her throwback stuff
2: yeah me too <laughs> on to more serious stuff um Breaking Yesterday, Equality Florida, that looks after the LGBTQIA people in that state or looks out for them, um, has given a travel warning of um, LGBTQIA people that uh, should not travel to Florida, which is very, very sad. Um, They took the extraordinary step of issuing a travel advisory warning of the risk posed to health, safety and freedom. Uh, for those considering short or long-term travel uh, or even relocation to the state Um, it spent decades working to improve florida's reputation as a welcome inclusive place to live uh, work and visit and it's with great sadness that we must respond to those asking if it's safe to travel to remain in florida's laws strip away basic rights and freedoms and of course that leads into the fact that walt disney world is in florida and families go there i've been there about 25 times and it's a it's a lovely place but ron DeSantis is just turning it into a wasteland for lgbtqia people mm. Mm. Yeah. and he's well he's fighting disney at the moment disney are trying to push back so that's going to the courts yeah
3: yeah, yeah. And i think um As Fort Fort, we said, Fort Lauderdale is flooded at the moment. There's something you can't blame on the gays this time. Yeah,
2: there's been a deluge. uh, The the most rain that Fort Lauderdale's (laughs) had had in its history. (laughs)
3: Perhaps God's trying to send him a message. But in all seriousness, I mean, there is... I think it's part of a wider issue of creeping extremism in the united states which has been going on for some years i mean it's just not it's not
5: subtle anymore it's it's everywhere every time you turn the telly on the radio on um, transphobia Mm -hmm. homophobia you know LGBTQI plus phobia is just absolutely well
2: leading on from that back into the uk ben hunt who was the uh, lgbtqia rep for um bbc moved to to vice Um, and um, they're saying that Vice has an exclusive seven senior officials have quit Britain's equalities watchdog over transphobia Uh, that's also very sad um, I don't When you
5: say transphobia is this because um, I haven't actually read about this so for the listeners who don't know do you mean transphobia against them or because there's transphobia within the workplace? W- within
2: the, um, so the senior officials, I- officials including board member have recently quit Britain's Equalities and Human Rights Watchdog due to the transphobic direction okay. of the organisation. Right. Insiders yeah. at the um, EHRC described the seven exits as massive resignations who said took, some, uh, took place as recently as this week And Mm. that they're expecting many more over the next few months. Um, Yeah. It's it's, almost like a
5: mass walkout in in a lot of ways, or, you know, a huge amount of people standing up and saying, this is not okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I just find it quite incredulous that the fact that the the Baroness, who's running the EHRC, um, Kemi Badenoch, who's also very transphobic, well, in fact, homophobic as well, Mm. and Suella Braverman, they're all people of colour. And I don't get that, people who, who join a fascist organisation and are against a minority. I mean, the trans women, trans men, 0.02% each. Mm. So that's 0.04% of the population. Mm. And if they get their way, what's going to happen? You'll have trans men walking into ladies' loos with beards and deep voices causing mayhem. How's that going to work?
5: Mm. It's, it not gonna
0: exactly. it it's not going to work. Exactly. And trans men <laughs> won't walk
5: into women's <laughs> toilets. They'll either not go or they'll find no. a disability a uh, disabled access toilet, which well they is forget. not how it should be.
2: Well, they forget. Trans women have been using Ladies loos for decades. Yes, absolutely. I, I've always used Ladies Lou. Never have a problem. Mm-hmm. All people want to do in there is chat. Oh, lovely hair! How did you, um Where did you get your makeup? <laughs> yeah. You know? It's rather topic. different experience from the boys. Yes. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I've been there.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I used to go in the cubal, cubicles there. Strange
0: that.
1: Well, where where are you She's like, oh, no, I see that, oh, that's a grey hair coming. <laughs> oh, no, just going bald on top it.
3: <laughs> I think in all seriousness, I think what's happening is, is one of the protesters at one of the rallies, uh, uh, I think it was over the death of Brianna gay some time ago a couple of months ago said basically it's the right-wing newspapers are whipping up this moral panic because their party you know the all the people they support in government are performing extremely badly in the polls and uh, as was all the case in the late 1980s as we saw with gay men and the hiv and aids pandemic uh, it's it suits certain people's agendas to shift the blame somewhere else and mm-hmm. to to get people's attention away from the economics and on exactly. a, a, a group which is already stigmatized that's the history of fascism you think there's, a, there's
1: an element yeah, of deflecting then oh, what, what, what's attention. going on in, yeah. in government rather right, than yeah. actually deal it's, with that, that andy
2: it's history repeating itself yeah. we're and looking at 30s germany we're looking at um, the, the 60s east germany we're looking at uh we're looking at 40s it, italy we're looking at uh, spain from what the 60s to the 70s through the 70s from the
3: 30s actually um, franco took power yeah. in 1939 yeah. yeah
2: but that as yeah. well and people are forgetting and
3: now italy has
2: gone fascist
3: yes they have open fascists, mussoliniites yeah. in government it's just crazy um, i'd not getting it hungry but i also don't get how
2: there are queer people who voted for trump there are mexicans who voted for trump and yet he wants to clear the
1: country of mexicans how trump Mm. went on quite a um campaign saying how pro lgbt he was i I remember seeing it (laughs) yeah right I, i don't don't believe a word of it but he did really go out and say you know that boris the and nigel farage
2: wrote about 350 million being given to the nhs
1: and yeah. that they oh. should support support him because they're a minority and, yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff and then as soon as he got in power I mean, he started well, yeah. stripping the rights away Trump. Exactly. an interesting
3: one because we know that Trump is not a Christian fundamentalist because he's, he's been on, on record and been recorded saying to his advisors that you know the evangelical white Protestants you know that vote for him he, he regards them as absolutely insane he knows that that kind of religious is fundamental you think but they still back him they still back him because they want an alliance yeah. against abortion rights do you think there's a bit of constantine going on there with trump
2: and how he decided he was going to take control of christianity before it took control of him (laughs) because he was the one who put the bible together and thought i'm going to control these people
3: the emperor constantine yeah he
2: was the one who put the bible together we'll have that Mm. bit we'll have that bit i'm in charge yes (laughs)
5: yes <laughs> it's an
3: interesting thesis yes possibly um, I think Trump's but,
5: got a lot but, of people behind him as well because in, in all honesty he's not um, one of the greatest intellectuals of our time um, he just uh, <laughs> you know he just uh, I, I mean I don't know if people know that about Donald Trump but uh, he's not a well read kind of guy well, the uh, way he talks like well, an 8 year old <laughs> I've I'm, no I've met 8 year olds far more pleasant and intelligent than Donald Trump
3: it's strange isn't it again that the, the well, Republican in p- trouble at the moment isn't he oh yeah. Yes.
1: yeah, but is he because yeah.
5: now, you know, this is all strangely and I think he knew this going in his favor with his uh trumpites and trumpets. It's
2: very true actually uh, is is vote in level has, has gone it's out. Yeah, yeah, I, I like just made that. that.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Terry, um moving swiftly on yes, because time is limited. Indeed. Um Scottish gender reforms.
3: Well, indeed and this sort of like comes out of what we were saying earlier. Some people would say that uh, the Actions of the Westminster government, which were to block the Gender Recognition Act from Scotland, passed by the Scottish Parliament with the support of all parties and a majority of MSPs. The fact that the Westminster Parliament are putting the brakes on that and are using Article 35 of the Scotland Act um, of 1999 to do so—that uh, they're what they're doing—is they're trying to undermine the Scottish National Party and S- Scottish democracy and trying to curtail the the movement for independence by again using the trans card Mm. uh, if you like so but what the uh first minister of scotland and the leader of the scottish national party uh humza Yousaf, has said is that the scottish government are going to challenge this in the courts uh but it may be a fraught uh outcome because we don't know whether they'll succeed or not there's been some polling uh by the uh Sunday Times says that 18% of Scottish voters uh, agree with Mr Yusuf that there should be a legal challenge uh, 44% said he should abandon the reforms and 24% believe that a compromise should be found however this was the Sunday Times it has an anti trans agenda it's pro Westminster government and so on mm. so mm. we will see what happens um they must but- think they've got a good chance
1: well, well I think um, I think it's good that they're, they're trying absolutely it shows support everywhere else you look in the news at the moment there's loads of negative things loads of hateful things going on mm. and then we've got a yeah. government in this country actually fighting for those rights that we've been fighting for for years
3: indeed um, yeah <coughs> um, you know, Mr Youssef is, is doing that you know he's, yeah. he's carrying on Nicholas yeah. Sturgeon's envisaging of a sort of progressive Scotland mm. so let's let's see what happens um, mm. and as uh, Shirley Ann Somerville for the Scottish Government said the gender recognition reform bill was passed by an overwhelming majority of the Scottish Parliament with the support of members of all parties so, mm.
0: yeah.
3: yeah it was
1: yeah. yeah well hopefully one day we'll get there yeah, I think we're a long way off yeah. yet, still. It does feel like we're going backwards at the moment. Mm. I think we
5: are at the moment. I think we've got a long way to so. But mm. I think it's about um, if we feel able to speak up, speak up. and uh, All the know.
1: more reason to come out to Prides this year. That's right. And, uh, Indeed. And, uh,
2: I think it's going to be more of a protest. Pride is a protest. A Pride is always protest. a protest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for another week. As always, you can catch this show and many others online.
2: All our shows are available on all good podcast services as well as on our own website, shoutoutradio.lgbt.
1: Uh, Next week we're getting swallowed
3: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Join
1: join us for that From myself, from Terry, from Ez From the lovely Steph for first Say bye bye everyone Have a good Bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. bye. Bye
0: Shout out LGBT radio for you